This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is the big show live from Homie. Check them out, homie.com. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We'll talk to our friend Sam Amick coming up here momentarily, your daily assist. We'll get Sam's thoughts on how the Jazz are playing uh, without Donovan Mitchell and uh, what's going on around the, around the rest of the league. Gordon, curious to get his thoughts on the Suns. The, the yes. Suns just w- refused to lose, buddy. Did you, see, um, did you see Embiid's heave, though, almost go down? No, I didn't. I didn't oh, man, it, it, it was all over social media. Do yourself a favor when you have an extra second and check it out because he, he grabs the rebound, Gordon, and heaves it. I mean, hardly brings it down, uh, heaves it, and it goes in and out. I mean, in and out. And uh, I believe it would have sent it to overtime. I mean, that would have well, been one of the more remarkable shots I've ever seen. You mentioned that if the Suns beat these teams, that uh, this uh, road trip they're on right now, that that will be – Real impressive, and so far the Bucks and the Sixers are victims to what the Suns are doing. And and I understand that a lot of players on that team are have have contributed, but you have to give Chris Paul, whether you love him or hate him, you have to give him credit because when he joined that team, it got better. And they they uh, I know some people think it's fluky, whatever. It doesn't look fluky. Uh, just, you know, speaking of the Suns, quick update, because they do have the Celtics tonight, and the Celtics have a bunch of injury issues. Uh, but Jalen Brown, at least, is out. So is Evan Fournier and Robert Williams. And I believe Jason Tatum and Kimba Walker are both uh, available, but at one point their status was in doubt too. So the Celtics uh, look like they're going to be shorthanded, at least without Jalen Brown. And he's been a big part of, of kind of their resurgence. So. Oh, no doubt. Mm-hmm. All right, let's uh, get to it. It's time for your daily assist. Austin, hit it. It's time for your NBA fix. This is the Big Show Daily Assist. Featuring all the latest news and insight on the association. Now joining the Big Show. Senior NBA writer for The Athletic, Sam Amick. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Sam, how are you? Thanks for joining us as always. No problem, guys. Hanging in there. How you guys doing? Hey, we're doing terrifically well. Um, but I want to ask you about the Jazz, how they're playing without Donovan Mitchell. I know this is a, a bit of an easier stretch from that for them, but they just smashed the Rockets and yeah. uh, getting good performances uh, from everybody, it seems. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, they just keep doing their thing. I mean, at this point, you know, and to do it without Donovan is, is good. I mean, it's never ideal to have a guy of that magnitude out, but kind of shows you, I don't know, I'm, I'm probably reaching here as a, want to be kind of sports psychologist, but you know, all the role guys that that might need a little boost of confidence going into the playoffs, you know, kind of shows you that this is not the kind of team that that can't survive when when you take one guy off the floor. So maybe that has some sort of big picture benefit, but 
you know, it's best record in the league. There's not much you can say other than that. I don't know what a game like that one last night <laughs> proved, Sam, because, I mean, the Rockets just, there was no, you knew they weren't going to win that game from before it started, and the Jazz were just cruising through them. Uh, maybe, I don't know what that proves as far as the Jazz go, but I, individually, Joe Ingles, Sam, this guy got cut by the Clippers a few years ago, and now he's playing like uh, one of the most important players on a team with the best record in the NBA. I remember talking to to Joe uh, when he was in the Spanish League. He was upset because he wasn't getting enough minutes over there. And uh, now he's just, what was he, Jake, last night, 6 of 10 from 3? I, I mean, it, it's a thing of beauty to watch. It really is. It is. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, I mean, you know you have a good team when the media and specifically the national media, like simply like the, the list of guys who deserve some love is so long that like we just can't get to them. You know what I mean? I feel like we, we just started giving Rose O'Neal some love for, for the defense and what he does and what he means. And then we, we talk about Mike Conley and how he's been so much better than the early part of last year at Jordan Clarkson, uh, you know, Yang and, and obviously Rudy and Donovan and all those guys. But with Joe, every once in a while, man, I go back to look at those three-point splits and just shake your head going, my gosh, like I think he's still, is he above 50% still for the year? Just below. But just his, below. Effective, I mean, his effective field goal, Sam, is uh, 70%. Yeah, and it's uh, here's the, the thing I love about Joe's game, too, and it's, uh, it's this is probably a stretch, but it reminds me, like, part of Steph Curry's relatability and popularity, I think, is like that feeling that even though you can't do what he does, when you watch him play, you feel like maybe you could. And Joe is like the regular guy who looks like he just wandered on to a black cop and is just looking for a game. And, you know, I've made this joke before, probably on this guy's show, or on your guy's show, but I, I would love to, you know, remember that old TV show, Punked, when you, you set up a whole skit and, uh, and try to trick people. I mean, I would love to wander out to a court with Joe Ingles in, in a neighborhood where they don't know who he is and, and take a bunch of people's money, you know, like white men can't jump style, because what he does is incredible, but it's so unassuming. So he's been great, and uh, they, they, again, obviously have a great thing going. Sam Amick is with us here on uh, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I want to ask you about the Suns, Sam, because they're playing this unbelievably hard east road swing, or road trip right now. They've won the first two games against Milwaukee and, and Philadelphia, and now they have to play Boston on the second night of a back-to-back without Jalen Brown. But, I mean, man, the, the, the Suns are really proven they're for real, or so it would seem. Yeah, no, they are. Um, and uh, I actually am excited because i got a piece coming out tomorrow that I've put together all week and kind of been working on it for a while, finally trying to, to dive into the Chris Paul story and talk to him uh, last Sunday, I think it was, and just had a really good trip down memory lane and, and kind of how he's been able to, to do this going from Houston to Oklahoma City to Phoenix. And, I mean, overall, I mean, that to me, that even though the Jazz's uptick and what they've done is incredibly impressive, I would probably say the Suns is – you had, you know, the surprise story of the season, it would be the Suns and it would be the Knicks. But Phoenix, you know, they're not just good. They're not just a playoff team. You know, they are right there with the Jazz, I think a game and a half back as of today. So it's a fun, you know, team to watch. You got old and new. Devin Booker is an absolute stud. 
and you know Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson and Cam Payne and and Aiden coming along, you know Monty Williams, I think with Quinn Snyder and and Thibodeau, you know that should be your top three for coach of the year. And uh, it, it's not. I mean, I didn't think they'd be this good by any means when they got Chris Paul. I knew they'd be better, but you know this is uh, something else. Sam, the Nuggets have won four in a row. Does that surprise you, given the loss of Jamal Murray? I mean, yes and no. The the part where I'm not shocked is that if you if you dissect the four wins, they are impressive for sure, but they're also, you know, what I would probably describe as, as kind of plucky. Uh, you know, not lucky. Don't get that confused. But like they have gritted their way to this winning streak. There's been some double overtime periods. There's been, you know, times when it looked like they'd take the L. But, I mean, they have the guy that I do think is the MVP as of now. And, you know, Jamal Murray, as great as he is, you know, he is, he's a guy that, you know, defensively he matters, and I'm not trying to take that side of the floor away from him. But his scoring and his playmaking in that two-man game with Jokic is the thing that makes him so incredibly valuable. But in the regular season so far, like, offense has not been a problem for them. I mean, they're averaging like 130 a game since he went down. Now, you know, that's not going to be the case, even if they score in the playoffs. The problem is you get into these tight games, and, and I'm preaching to the choir here because you guys, you saw that, you know, incredibly entertaining series between Denver and Utah where, you know, the Donovan-Jamal matchup was everything. So, um, you know, I'm not shocked because, I mean, Aaron Gordon, I think, is a, is a big addition that all of a sudden goes from being – an X factor to being a core player and somebody who with Michael Porter Jr. and Jokic, uh, you know, has got to, you know, carry a bigger load. So um, I don't, I don't know what to think. I mean, am I still putting them up there as a, as a short list title contender? No, because I feel like if I did, then you're not showing Jamal Murray any respect, but in the same breath, you know, Jokic, I think is going out and continuing to make a heck of a case that he should be the MVP because this is what you do as an MVP. When you lose a guy, you know, you find a way to, to, to kind of rally the troops, so to speak, and, and still uh, keep winning games. Sam, Steph Curry is is playing just incredibly well. I know he was he looked a little bit more human last night against the Wizards, but he's he's been on a run that has just been uh, remarkable. Um, is is let me put it this way: Is he enough that you would want to avoid the Golden State Warriors in the first round of the playoffs if you were the Jazz? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I would. I mean, him by himself, no. Um, and, and again, I think the world is stuff as a player, but it's not just him. It's it's Draymond. Um, it's even Kevon Looney, who we forget has you know, got some of that championship experience. And it's the fact that in a weird sort of counterintuitive way, you know, when they lost James Wiseman, you know, you, on paper, that's a, that's a, a tough loss that is not going to make them better. But they were running a million pick and rolls with Steph, um, with Wiseman, because they were trying to simplify the offense. And now all of a sudden, Steph Curry is going back to that motion offense, off-ball magic that he has done for so long now, and it's a, a thing to watch. And that's what I'd be afraid of if I was going to face him in the playoffs, because Draymond is a master of creating open looks for Steph. They, they have had an entire season to teach the Kelly Oubre's and the Jordan Poole's and the Kent Bazemore's of the world, you know, Bazemore even being a veteran, like really teach them about this other style of offense and also just kind of, the, you know, get that message through that, 
we're not tanking this year. We're trying to fight and make as much noise as we can. So I think they, they could be dangerous. I mean, I was pretty surprised they dropped that game last night, and, and the part we didn't see coming was it really if Steph just hit a couple more shots, they win that game. His, his supporting cast played pretty well. But um, all in all, you're talking about an incredible run for a guy that, is, as you guys know, coming into the year, like always, there is that kind of Steph Curry skepticism, and people wonder, like, oh, geez, if he doesn't have Clay Thompson with him in the backcourt, is he going to get exposed? Is he going to have a brutal year where he just gets trapped all the time and, and can't make an impact? And obviously that hasn't been the case. Sam, I repeat the question about the meaning of these wins in the regular season. You mentioned the Wizards. They've won six in a row now. And you mentioned the Knicks. They've won eight in a row now. I mean, I guess I'm asking the same questions about them that some people ask about the Jazz and the Suns. Uh, is, it, is it real? What does it mean as far as how dangerous those teams might be in the postseason? I don't, I don't know what to make of the Wizards. I'm guilty of, you know, I, I just to be genuine, I, I just don't watch them all that often. I'll watch, you know, because Beal's incredible and, and Russ is Russ. But I don't watch them closely enough to have a real beat on it. But, you know, six wins, if you went two or three, okay, that could be a fluke. Six, you got something going. And, and the Knicks, who I have, you know, got to the point where they're kind of the, the lead pass uh, alert team for me when you watch every night. I mean, that looks pretty real. Julius Randle's fantastic. You know, R.J. Barrett all the way down the line. Um, so I don't know what's, you know, how real it is. Uh, I texted our, our Wizards beat writer, Fred Katz, today, and I said, you getting ready for this Wizards championship run? And he <laughs> says, well, he goes, only if they can get past the Knicks in the conference finals. You know, um, this is a weird little, you know, kind of parallel universe that we're living in here. Uh, but it's good for the league. I mean, with all the injuries, right, like the superstars going down, um, I do think some of these unexpected uh, surprise storylines are the kind of thing that, that have given the season a little bit more meaning. And uh, the New York one is, is just a huge thing, and you know that, that everybody uh, in the league office in New York is ecstatic about it because the league is better off when the Knicks are not a complete wreck. Um, so it, it's been fun to see. You mentioned the injuries. Uh, how concerned should Nets fans be that uh, James Harden's not going to be right when they need him? Uh, I'd be I'd be worried. I mean, at this point, you've got like this complete season of just fits and starts with their group and no consistency on the roster. And you know, whether it was COVID protocol, injuries, and Durant, or personal reasons, Kyrie being out for a while. You know, the the, the you know all three of those stars, these guys that found a way to play together, um, it's disappointing. You know what I mean? Because I'm the suckers for, all right, fine. If, if you all-stars want to go play together, I, one of my favorite things in this job is, like, let's watch closely and analyze and figure out the human dynamic and watch you on the court and see if you're willing to sacrifice, you know, shots and time and, and uh, you know, and, and you know, sharing the ball, all those things. And there's been none of that, like none. They played together for seven games. I guess not none. There's been seven games, but it's uh, it, you know it's just the the storyline that we thought was going to be top of mind all year long has just been non-existent. So with Harden, hamstrings are always very touchy because even when you're back, you don't really know if you're all the way back. Ironically, since I was uh, writing about Chris Paul this week, uh, you know Chris, you guys remember during the Rockets years, hamstrings were a real problem for him, and so you come back and it's the playoffs and. You might have two good games, 
And the next thing you know, you, you know, you pull up lame and you're out for four more games. So I would definitely be worried if I was Brooklyn. Sam, I've asked you about this before, uh, but uh, it's, so, it's a stat that I keep or a number I keep an eye on every year in order to judge the worthiness of these teams, and that's the record on the road. Now, this year's a little different because you don't have all these full arenas with people screaming at you, but there are some elements of, of that are challenging for teams when they go out on the road. And we mentioned the Knicks. Well, they're 13 and 17 on the road as opposed to being 20 and 10 at home. But you look at like the Suns, as we were talking about, and they they have a nineteen and seven road record. The Jazz are eighteen and twelve. Uh, does that mean as much this year, given the fact that they're the fan? Uh, well, there are some fans there, but not as many. I don't know what it means. I'm certainly not going to take anything away from teams for road games, but they're not because I mean the fan component. I would argue that. You know, you talk to people in the league and who have played at the highest level, they do seem to believe that lack of fans will sometimes allow players who simply don't have the same kind of poise to to play better. You know what I mean? And I know players don't want to hear that, but you know, I think there could be some truth to that. The part where I wouldn't want to take anything away from them is that, as you guys know, when, when these teams are hitting the road – it, it's just not a fun experience. You know, you, you're, you're mostly locked up in your hotel room. At least you're supposed to be. As we unfortunately saw this week with the Rockets and that terrible situation, you know, guys are, are still getting out when they shouldn't be. Um, but there's a lot of restrictions and it's just not a comfortable existence. So, you know, to go from that and be basically trying to kill time while you wait for the game, being away from home, and just having it be such an out-of-sorts thing compared to what they're normally used to, I think is uh, is challenging. But, you know, there's, there's no way that it's apple-to-apple in terms of comparing it to road games normally, obviously. Sam, thank you very much for jumping on with us, as always. Enjoy the weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Thank you, Sam. The great Sam Amick writes for The Athletic and joins us each and every Thursday here on The Big Show. You know, as far as that last answer go- goes uh, that Sam was talking about, the roadwinds and the effect, I wonder, do you think that last year's bubble uh, changed the way the playoffs went because of the, the weirdness of it, the, 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 the not home and away and that sort of thing? Yes. Do you think that changed the outcome? Yep. I mean, but the Lakers won it all, and that's what you would have expected, kind of, right? Not necessarily, no. I, I yeah, think I, that well, the Jazz season was wonky because, or the Jazz series was wonky because of it. I think the Denver Clippers series wouldn't have gone that way if it wasn't uh, for the unique situation. How do you expl- explain Miami running roughshod over the Eastern Conference? Yeah, I mean, you remember yeah. that, Gordon? It wasn't just that they were winning. They were decimating teams and good teams at that. I mean, I think the unique environment of it, I think the no home road, I think the no fans, I think the... You know, I even think the camaraderie of the accommodations probably played into it a little bit. You know, everybody's there kind of living communally, and it's not, you know, you're, you're kind of together all the time. You see opponents after the game. Like, I don't know how all these things wouldn't have uh, come into play. Huh. I'm not as certain as, of that as you are, uh, but, but uh, I do think it did have some effect. I don't know whether it 
altered complete outcomes, but uh, uh, oh, I don't know how different. it could not. Of if you believe in home court advantage and that doesn't exist by that nature, how could you say it didn't affect something? Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't know whether it would have changed, say, the series that the the Jazz and the Nuggets played. Just the whole concept of having it on a neutral site changes everything, I think. Yeah, but but the Nuggets were favored in that series to begin with, and they won it. So, I mean, you know, I don't know if one exactly means the other, but, yeah. And the Jazz uh, had well, them down 3-1. And, and are you telling me they would have, uh, you know, that the being at home wouldn't have helped them hold on to that lead? But I'm not sure if you're going to go by your logic that they would have had the 3-1 lead. Maybe otherwise. not. Maybe not. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And there was so much fluky stuff that happened. I don't know how you couldn't say that that environment didn't have an effect on it. <laughs> well, I like the way Sam said that about these these road trips are not easy. They're not and they're not pleasant experiences. It sounds like these guys being holed up the way they are, at least theoretically. And that's different than it is. Sometimes guys can go out on the road in a normal year and have some fun. But uh, this time around seems like it's challenging, not because the fans are there, but for other reasons. I think the fans come into play, too. I really do. Yeah, still test your fortitude, though, like Sam was talking about. So, And I don't I honestly don't think any defense was played in the bubble. If teams were actually playing defense, would the, the outcome have been different? Certainly. Well, yeah, but why would the defense not be existent because of a location? Well, you can look for the why all you want. I mean, I'll I'll point to several facts that said no one was playing defense. Let's start with the fact that Donovan Mitchell did something in a series that only, what, four other people had done in history, and Jamal Murray did the same thing in the same series? What are the odds so, of that? So you don't think that would have happened if they had been playing as norm? 100% yes. That No way that happens. So how many points would he have gotten? Ten? I don't know, Gordon. It wouldn't have been that. <laughs> they wouldn't have done that. And how many times? Wait, 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 wait. You're so certain that Donovan wouldn't have scored 50. Uh, how many would he have scored? Do, would both of them have done that? That's never happened before, Gordon. Yeah, and, and, and how often in NBA history have teams come back from 3-1 uh, deficits in series? And the Nuggets do it twice in a row? What are the odds of that? I mean, you can't tell me that there aren't unique circumstances that are coming into play to make that stuff happen. But now you're saying just because something happened that the reason it happened was because of this. Correct. I, I'm not sure you can do that. Why not? Accurately. Why not? Because is it a cause and effect? Yes. I mean, if you, I, you're more sure of that than I am. How could it not be? It's a completely different circumstance than any other playoffs that have ever been played, and you don't think that has any effect on what happens? Well, I know, but I can't look at a series that the Jazz were up 3-1 and they lost by losing three straight games. That that, that I'm not sure that I, I'm attributing that solely to the bubble. But to have it happen twice in a row and have yeah. all the weird things that happened that happened in the bubble? Come on. Uh, that know. would have that's, happened that's in like, a normal that's like circumstance. Heaven, that's, like, that's like the patient going in to see the doctor, and he has some, something diagnosed, and they said, well, it was because of this. Well, not necessarily. There's all kinds of factors that come into play. That's all. I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying you might not be right. 
Well, I mean, it'd be like having a surgery outside in the woods instead of at a hospital. And then when you woke up the next day and say, why do I have pine needles in my I know, I, I They're know. like, well, we weren't in a hospital. We were in the woods. I, I don't think that's a good analogy. You know, because well, I'm, this isn't normally where we do this. So, of course, there's going to be some weird things to go on. Oh, my gosh. All right. We're live at Homie. Katie is jumping on with us once again. Uh, go to Homie.com to get started. Where do you want to go in, in this live, Katie? What should we talk about this time? Come, come join us. Come, come work for us. Oh, we, let's we, do that. Yeah, yeah. we're we're uh, we're hiring right now like crazy, and we'd love to have to have anybody come and, and join us and and come be a part of the team. And um, you know, we talk a lot about why I came here and, and my story. And um, I was an agent who was you know doing this for a few. Um, a few years, and I, I really loved real estate, especially where I live. I love the, the houses up in Ogden and helping people find their dream home. And um, but I wasn't really feeling satisfied. I was really struggling with how much I was charging people, and um, it was something I, I really had a hard time with. And um, so I, my husband calls it my midlife crisis. I'd like to <laughs> let's say quarter life crisis. I'm, I'm going to live past the age of 60. Um, but you know, I just was really struggling if, if the, this was something I wanted to continue doing. Right. And the more and more I heard Johnny talking, the more and more I really felt that this company was something I wanted to be a part of. And since joining the company, I've totally become a believer in, in what we're doing and, and also the people here. You really feel like you're a part of something and it's been a lot of fun to not only see the savings that we're giving our clients, but also see the in incredible team that we've grown here. And, um, you know, and we're not only just looking for agents, we're also looking, you know, for people on title and people in loans. And so we've, we've got a lot of growth and a lot of things, things happening. So we'd love to have more people come join Homie. You said grow a couple of times. You guys are, are blowing up. I mean, that's why you need new talented people because you really busy you got a lot going on yeah we've launched in five markets so we're awesome. not only in utah but we're in um, las vegas we're in uh, phoenix we're in denver we're in boise so five states and uh, we just keep growing so we're i think the fastest growing company um uh, i think top 500 wow. um, Congratulations. so in, in the u.s so yeah we're we're excited that's amazing i know i think we had homie spots running on our raiders broadcast when we were airing it this year yeah yeah we're, we're sponsors of the raiders we're sponsors of the Rockies, sponsors of the jazz so we're we're growing rapidly and we're excited to to bring more people on board all right homie.com well actually i should say this is the can you get to application and that sort of thing on the website yeah homie.com slash careers perfect all right homie.com slash careers join the team homie.com slash careers. Thank you, Katie. Thank you. All right, more straight ahead. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Time now to welcome in John Beck, the former BYU quarterback, now a QB coach. I wanted to ask you about the intangibles because it seems like Zach Wilson really wants it. Is that a fair assessment? Absolutely. I do believe that Zach Wilson has a great mindset, a great work ethic. There are times I almost feel like I'm talking to my younger self. And maybe that's why Zach and I feel like we click so well and connect so well because I can say something in a way that it's as if I'm giving my 20-year-old self advice on this end and it works for Zach and he totally gets it and I think that that's why this has been you know such a good thing and I'm super excited for the future I do believe that Zach Wilson does so many right things I believe the way that he has his makeup set right now is putting him in a good place and then he's gonna have to keep working at it catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network
What time is it? It's half past the hour and time to talk Utah Jazz. Oh, Donovan! This is your Jazz at 30 update presented by Syringa Networks. Working from home or with a hybrid workforce? Get a powerful IT partner with Syringa Networks. Call 385-420-7881 or visit syringanetworks.net. Ring the 30-point bell. Bottom of the hour, Jazz update for you. Coming off a win over the Rockets last night, 112-89. to Joe Ingles, great night, 21 points on 6 of 10 shooting from 3, 7 of 11 from the field, 6 rebounds. Uh, also had 4 assists. Joe got the start last night, but there's been some talk about Joe getting some 6th man of the year consideration along with teammate Jordan Clarkson. He gave his thoughts on that last night. I said it the other the day or week or so to someone else that uh, we, I mean, we take pride in our roles coming off the bench. Uh, I think he's done it, I think more or less his whole career. I think he said he started one year in LA, maybe a, a little bit there, but but his whole career has been that. Mine's been a bit of both. Everywhere I've played, I've kind of mixed in and out, but, but we take pride in what we bring off the bench for, for this group and for this team. I think Fave and I coming in at that kind of seven, eight minute mark, whenever it is, take pride in that. And, and we know when JC's coming in, we're going to get him going and I think we play well together. I think we help each other. I think we kind of complement each other well. He's just kind of always, regardless of who's out there, how he's shooting, if he's shooting really well, if he's 0 for 10, he, he plays the same way. And it's an honor to be teammates with him. He's a hell of a teammate. The Jazz remain a game and a half up on the Phoenix Suns. The Suns will take on the Boston Celtics in Boston tonight. The Jazz have a couple of nights off uh, before a couple of games against Minnesota. Uh, game one Saturday night at Vivint Arena and then uh, another game Wednesday in or excuse me Monday night in Minneapolis game Saturday night starts at seven pregame coverage begins at six this update brought to you by our friends at Syringa Networks Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. I grind every day just so I can live a better life. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing. And the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live from Homie. Check them out, homie.com. Find out what they can do for you. As we talked to Kitty about before, if you're looking for a new career, uh, Homie is hiring, homie.com slash careers check it out big thanks to sam amick for jumping on with us in the last segment and gordon we briefly touched on this uh, before going into sam uh boston tonight no jalen brown we're not sure uh the report i saw said jason tatum and kemba walker should be available but we know no jalen brown as the suns uh, play in boston tonight this was one of the games i had the suns down as losing uh gordon on this uh, difficult eastern road stretch but if they uh, if they drop one in Boston and the Jazz can find a way to win against uh, Minnesota on Saturday, you know if they could get even two and a half to three games up on the on the Suns, I think that would make the rest of the season a little more advantageous for the Jazz. But so far, Phoenix is not cooperating. Did you think that the Suns were going to win that game last night? Um, I was up in the air on it. I mean, Phoenix is playing really well. Yeah. And uh, and so, yeah, and Philadelphia is good, certainly, but so is Phoenix. So I, I don't know. I was a little more definitive because the second night of a back-to-back in Boston had been playing so much better. Um, and I actually still think they'll lose the game to New York, too. We'll see. But, um, 
It's a little different with no Jalen Brown, that's for sure. What's weird is that this is what I was getting at when I was asking Sam about what these regular season games mean because that was fluky what happened uh, uh, with the Bucks, the way that game ended. Uh, that was just that was a weird circumstance. And then you have these, uh, like Ben Simmons didn't play last night, and, and now Jalen Brown's not going to play tonight. It, I, I, I just, you know, I, I'm not sure how convincing uh, that kind of thing is. Uh, but, I mean, the Jazz are either benefiting or not benefiting, depending on their own circumstances without Donovan Mitchell right now, uh, with, with similar situations playing opponents that might be undermanned a little bit. So well, meaningful mean? or not, it is meaningful to the standings. I mean, that's the really the most important thing. You can't win the title, you know, tonight, right? So right, I, don't but, how but much what I, I don't think it matters how much it would mean to win over Boston other than that's a non-loss. But, but it's like we were talking over this next week. It's pretty important when you look at the situation between the Jazz and the Suns. And, and so we'll see how it turns out. But... I mean, maybe some of these individual games don't really prove that much, but like you said, the overall standings, if the Jazz finish first in the West, that is it. that's a heck of an accomplishment no matter how you want to frame it. And as Laka mentioned yesterday when he joined us, uh, Phoenix's schedule after this stretch is, is not very difficult. So um, it, the Jazz will have to win at a, a pretty enormous clip. Uh, jazz isn't that – their schedule isn't that hard either, but, you know, the, the – room for the margin for error right now is basically nothing. Want to that's, why, you, that's why so many people are circling that game at Phoenix uh, coming up. The Davis Vision Spring LASIK sale is going on now. Get rid of those contacts and glasses. Save up to $1,000. Start your road to better vision at Davis Vision. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call today 801-253-3080. That's Davis Vision. Uh, Not Sports Report is next. Tim Lacombe at 5. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Number one. The Zone Sports Network is Utah's number one choice for sports radio in Utah. From DJ and PK to Hanson Scotty and the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, the Zone continues to dominate the competition. Thank you to all of you that continue to make the Zone Sports Network Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports station. Your home for the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about is right here 97.5 1280 the zone in the zone sports network check this out and now you're not sports report on 97.5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone live at Homie. Find out what they can do for you. Go to homie.com. We'll talk to Katie momentarily, but it is time for the Not Sports Report brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used cars in inventory. and Check them out at lhmusedcars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? We're going to Florida near Daytona Beach. And uh, But before we get to the story, let me ask you and Austin a question about uh, have you ever had a, uh, a, you know, like a rock chip in your windshield? Yes. Have you ever had anything else? You ever? Uh, we talked the other week about uh, my friend who uh, 
uh, ran into a bird when he was riding his motorcycle. Have you ever run into anything else or had anything else run into you? On my windshield? Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Well, this story is, is weird because a windshield was, in fact, destroyed. It was hit by something. And, um, but it wasn't a rock. It wasn't like a stick or a bird or anything like that. It was a turtle. A turtle? Did some turtle. kid drop it out a window or something? Nope. Nope. That's not what happened. Apparently, a, this 70-year-old woman was riding with her daughter on, on the 95 in Florida. Yeah. The 95, Jake. Interstate 95. We got it. And suffered a gashed forehead when a turtle smashed through the windshield of their car, striking her. The daughter uh, pulled over, pulled off the road, off the side of the road, and got help from another uh, motorist. They called 911, and the, the motorist who stopped to help said, there's a turtle in there. And the daughter said, a what? Yep, a turtle that hit this woman, the 71-year-old woman in the forehead, cut her head. And uh, it was funny. This reminded me of Austin because the daughter said, I swear this lady has the worst luck of anyone. And I wondered if maybe. Hold my beer, lady. (laughs) Wait, did I miss this? I still don't understand. Where, Where did the turtle come from? Apparently a car hit it somehow. A tire hit the, the corner of the, 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 uh, the turtle and flipped it up in the air. And well, that seems crashed. plausible. I mean, <laughs> a place with a lot of turtles, that probably happens. Well, it, that's what happened. And it, and it's funny because when I saw this story, I looked it up and saw that it had happened a, a number of times before to other motorists. The good news here I is like turtles. <laughs> the, woman, the woman is uh, recovering. And, uh, and the turtle had a few scratches on its shell, but it was released back into the nearby woods. It was okay. They didn't cut it and eat it or something? Wow. little turtle soup there. <laughs> I don't know. I've never had turtle soup, but some people say it's good. If anyone on the show had, though, it's you, leg of lamb. Oh, I had some of that today. I had some <laughs> leftovers. It was delicious. I this I think this goes to show Gordon that we ought to encase our vehicles in tortoise shell like material. <laughs> if it just was like whew, and shook itself off and crawled into the forest after getting hit by a car, that's pretty cool. Well, I saw another story about uh, something similar that happened, and in that particular case, uh, the turtle had to have a leg removed, and then later on it died. Wow! So do it to me every time, down. Jake. Yeah. But. Uh, you know, you gotta watch out for you gotta watch out for Cuff and Link out there on, on the highway. <laughs> you know, Rocky's turtles. Cuff, yo, Cuff and Link. Anyway, I thought I thought that was really I thought that was really strange. Is Jake not there? I don't I, honestly I think Jake he, he was either doing that candy wrapper to the mic thing, or he pretends <laughs> like he's breaking up, or he actually was breaking up and, and is gone, so <laughs> We'll have to reconnect with uh, them out at homey. 
I can All barely right. hear you, Jake. Barely, barely. There's something wrong. Yeah. Well, did he get hit in the head with a turtle? It sounds like his mic is like half halfway plugged in. When I when I saw this story, though, Austin, I did think of you because uh, of that line about the lady having the worst luck. But, yeah, uh, get in you, line, you have, lady. <laughs> Come on. You have, you Everyone have walks get... away just fine. None the worse for the wear. She's like, I have the worst luck in the world. But if you're going 70 miles an hour and a turtle flips in the air and it's coming at you and that kind of impact where it actually crashes into your windshield, yeah. into your car, that's, man. See, and this is where Jake would step in and say, if it had been me, I, I'm not necessarily going to spin out and die in a fiery crash. That's not my kind of bad luck. My kind of bad luck is I'd get some kind of weird, rare disease from the turtle <laughs> as it crashed through my windshield and sat on, in my passenger seat. That just like yeah. for the rest of my life, I, I smell of formaldehyde or something from this turtle. So. He mentioned turtle soup. Is there really such a thing as turtle soup? Do people actually eat turtle soup? I, I believe that that's a real thing. I it, can't say I've it, been to a menu that has that. Does turtle soup include real turtle? Yeah, I, 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 would, think, I would think so. And I don't uh, think it's the little chocolate turtles either. I no, that's I think we're I wonder, talking about yeah. King Koopa here. <laughs> okay. Anyway, be careful out there, everybody. Watch out for those flying turtles on the road. All right, we'll be right back here on The Big Show. We'll reconnect with uh, Jake and Katie down at Homey, saving thousands on the sale of your home or the purchase of your new home. Uh, we'll get back to more Big Show up next right here on The Zone.